everybody, welcome back to Moving Beyond Trauma. This is a really fun little project that I put together for summer of 2023. And it's a mini series. It's based on your questions and feedback and tiny topics that come up from my listeners and from my clients all the time. So I'm gonna be covering five things. Um, not necessarily in this order, I haven't decided the order yet. It's gonna be um, one on chill which is about the polyvagal theory. Can you be switched on and off at the same time? Which was, uh, several people asked that kind of question. And really the answer is chill. <laughs> um, and the mini episode is on that. There's one on fun, because that comes up a lot. Why would we not have fun? One on love, um, because with that, like without getting on a soapbox or anything about love, what have we got? Um, and then there's one on sleep, which is a major issue, major issue that affects so many people that I work with. Even though I'm no medical expert on sleep, I have put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as I possibly can. I'm working with my people on how to help them get better sleep. And one on trust, which is often broken, whether or not you think that you've had a trauma or just a really rough time in life, trust is often an issue and often comes up for me and for my clients and it shows up again and again in my work. So I invite you to have a lot of fun, um, pop in and out of the, the mini series and uh, please keep sending in the questions and I'll keep answering them. This is the fourth episode in the mini series for summer 2023 and we're talking about sleep. Um, just before I begin this session on sleep, let me please make quite clear that I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Um, you have to hear that um, there are some, you know, go and see your GP if you're concerned uh, about anything um, that comes up in this episode. And please um, know that although I've shared lots of information from my training experience um, and uh, in the show notes, there's lots of information about where you might read more information. What I'm sharing with you now is simply from my practice and I am not an expert. I'm gonna take you through three main areas within sleep. I'm gonna talk to you about how you can help your sleep and how come it's so important. And I'm just, this is just gonna be full of tips and tricks and ways to approach sleep that you may or may not have thought of. Okay. It's the single biggest issue that people bring to me um, that affects their well-being, their performance, their function, their ability to cope with life. Um, their literally tank gets refilled and our tanks get refilled at night when we sleep. And we're designed that way. There's not much we can do about it. We're diurnal. We're awake in the day and we sleep at night. There are lots of way, reasons where people are disrupted in sleep because of their work, um, because of their life patterns. Um, but I'm going to talk to you primarily. So firstly, about what it is, um, the reasons that you may be experiencing disrupted sleep. Some may be what you already know of and some what you don't. And then the three areas where you can really make a difference with your sleep. Okay. The first thing is, why might you be having trouble sleeping? Um, those are just bazillions from the menopause, health reasons, you work night shifts, um, you've had past trauma, you've got anxiety. 
all of this I would put under the bucket called stress, which is just like kind of helpful, unhelpful. <laughs> um, you you have some kind of stress and your body and your mind, if you've heard my other episodes on polyvagal, um, your body and your mind are therefore in an activated zone. You're seeking safety via action. And this happens all day long. This is a natural response to our environment. And when you get into bed, there are the signals are all got busted as to that now is the time to quieten down and go to sleep. Okay. You've literally overridden your signals all day long so that you could be in action to create safety and whatever it is you're trying to get done. Be it meet the deadlines at work, be it dealing with your family, be it coping with a massive issue that's going on, um, be it past trauma, be it something you're planning for. It doesn't, it, the nervous system, as you'll have heard me say before, doesn't have lots of different operating systems. It has one operating system and the thing runs for all of what we do. Um, there's also, you could be not physically tired enough. Now, this is not meant to be a statement of the bleeding obvious. You do need to be physically tired by the time you need to go to bed and sitting up on your phone and I know you do it so don't be like this is your this is your moment right sitting up on your phone because you're not physically tired enough to go to sleep or watching movies or waiting until you're tired is dumb people don't do it you need to do activities in the daytime where this is an issue and that you really get my heartfelt um or just like my heart goes out to you is when you can't exercise physically for whatever reason you're caring for young children your lifestyle doesn't um support this um you are injured perhaps lifelong um or medical condition that's that that stops that so that's something i need to cover in a different episode um around physical tiredness so how can you create physical tiredness and also listen to the recordings that i did with anna stevens because there's a lot that you can do even if you've got physical limitations your body needs to be active in daylight hours and you need to be outside is that i'll i'll give you the bottom line and even if that's walking or wheelchair or pushing or sitting outside or static bike outside it doesn't really matter what it is but you've got to be outside and you've got to be active um, for some of that time okay not being mentally tired now this is a really interesting one because we're responding to our lives at high speed all the time so it is mentally tiring but that's i don't know it's like chewing gum for your eyes it's just kind of it creates hard work but you don't get any nutrition from it i don't know if, that, if that's a good metaphor um but you need to be mentally tired you need to have used your brain in the day now whether that's um actual problem solving or reading a book or listening to a podcast i i know a good one i can recommend you um you need to do stuff that actually mentally tires you, not mentally stresses you, but mentally tires you. Um, a good example of something is, um, and this is where the whole colouring in and mindfulness stuff is, colouring, doing mandalas, doing jigsaws are just brilliant exercises. Um, or if you don't like them, get a bit of Lego out. Um, those kind of things can help your brain solve a problem and get somewhat mentally tired and that's super helpful so log that in your mind as well blue screens listen nobody on earth now i think where if you don't know that a blue screen before bed is a problem for sleep where have you been <laughs> okay you need to not have your blue screens for about two hours before now i'll talk about this again in a minute but this is a problem when your blue screen is also your wind down um, your safety is particularly if you've got something like PTSD um, or anxiety um, or difficulties in regulating and you are, for whatever reason, and you're using your blue screen 
um, like to have just a movie on in the background or something or to read your Kindle or um, reading something on your phone. So blue screens are a massive issue for this um, because they're also part of your, if they're part of your regulating um, you know, the way that you regulate yourself, the way that you relax. Um, but where at all possible, you want to get that screen off two hours before bed. Um, Tim Ferriss um, has a brilliant example where he has uh, the bed phone. So you can have a phone that you then use only in, in your quiet space, your bedroom space, where it's not connected to emails, WhatsApp, um, internet. You can't suddenly go um, buying, you know, searching for bamboo socks on Amazon is always my, you know, kind of example for that sort of thing. Um, this, the, that phone in the, in the bedroom is for simply, um, listening to podcasts, um, reading books, reading articles, some things that you've curated for you to read and, uh, or to explore, um, at that time of day. So blues, there are ways around it. Um, and there's lots of great stuff in digital minimalism as well. Um, if you um, want to explore that approach some more. Okay, quiet environment. Again, I, I'm not trying to teach you to suck eggs. You, you you need a quiet and peaceful environment. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, you may That may be for you a super messy room. So I'm not talking about tidying everything up and put it away, unless that is what is quiet and peaceful and supportive for you. But you need a quiet environment. Um, for us, we've we don't have we're lucky um we've and we designed that you know bought the house with that in mind um we don't even have our clothes in our bedroom the bedroom is simply got the bed and the bedside tables in it and some um you know some ornaments and things there's nothing else and i think that that's really supportive for me because my brain needs to not be even looking at my clothes for the next morning they need to be in a different room. So I know everyone has that space, but even if you can think about um, dividing up your room so that you've got somewhere like a curtain you can draw or a throw you can chuck over things or whatever, just so there's not a lot of business going on, busyness going on right next to your bed. It needs to be quiet and peaceful. Your lighting needs to be subdued um, and it needs to be comfortable. Now, that's obviously another statement of the bleeding obvious, which I don't mean to be. What I mean by that is, you could need to probably work really hard at it, particularly if you've got physical or mental injuries that limit um, your ability to get comfortable. Um, and you need the equipment in there beforehand. You need to curate that space so that it is ready for you. If you need your tissues, your water, your lighting, your whatever, electric sockets for charging things, I don't know, go on and on and on. But be really mindful about creating that beautiful, quiet environment that is designed for sleep. Okay. So what are we going to do then? Um, the three areas. So this is the three areas around sleep. I'm going to break it down into falling asleep, staying asleep and waking early. But the most important thing that I can tell you is that sleep is actually a 24-7 thing. Doing a five minute wind down before you go to bed is not it. Your good night's sleep starts the day before and the day before that, and the day before that. So you need consistency, and you need to consistently plan and prepare and set up your life so that it builds towards good sleep. And this can make a really, really massive difference. Okay, the first thing, so in a day, you've got your busy day doing whatever you're doing is, hopefully you're getting physically and mentally tired in some of the things that you're doing. Um, the first important thing, create a stop time, create a stop time. 
That is because you need to stop the active thinking, doing emails, getting stuff done, and you need to start winding down. Um, especially in our 24-7 environment, especially for those just like me, where you're running your own business or you've got a massive job or there's lots and lots of reasons, lots and lots of genuine cases where your work will continue long after you should have stopped it. But this is a poo trap, people. You need to cut it out and you need to start actively start a wind down. So a, a wind down is active as well. So here's some tips. Clean down your day. So that's an old, an old military expression. Cleaning down means literally getting everything stripped out and packed away, ready for your next day. So clean down your day. But I'm talking about your mind. So clean down your mind. What by that I mean is um, focus on the things that you've achieved. And when there's things that are left over for the next day, write lists or make memos. I'm I'm a list person, but you capture those thoughts and ideas any way that works for you so that you can um, know that what was done in the day is done. So you call it a great word for this is a ta-da list. And you've got your to-do list. None of it stays in your head overnight. It's living on those pieces of paper or wherever you put it. And it's not hanging out in your head. And that makes a massive difference. Okay, um, particularly what you can add in here, and there's very uh, lots of evidence around this, is um, creating uh, positive positivity and gratitude. So being thankful and grateful and acknowledging yourself for the great work that you've done in the day, even in a shitty day, if you got great stuff done or got nothing done, but you survived the day, you write that down. And if you are scraping the bottom of the barrel for good things to write about your day, you say literally things like, my heart beat, I breathed clean air. I drank water from my tap. Like get grateful, people, is a massive, massive one for helping you build that quietness of peace of mind that you need for a good night's sleep. Okay, um, showering, washing, eating, those admin activities, administrative activities for your, looking after yourself and your home, um, like the episodes that I did with Caroline Rogers about the psychology of home, don't underestimate how massively powerful it is to build your, cur curate your space. So put the machine on, put a song on, get happy. If you're eating nice food, having nice drinks, doing all of those things, get showered, get clean, feel nice. If you want, look nice or look comfy or don't care how you look, it doesn't matter, that's up to you. But um, like the same way with the kids coming home and then they put on something, they always put something really tactile on, you know, something really comfy. This is part of your wind down, even though it might only be half seven at night, okay? So allowing yourself to um, eat and drink mindfully as well. If you can't like weather's lovely at the minute, sit outside or um, look at uh, listen to something really that's pleasing. Um, look at something pleasing. Um, don't just chew mechanically in front of the telly or frantically doing emails or whatever else. Like you get the idea. You're creating and curating a nourishing space now. This is you refilling your tank. Okay, then there's space um, for adult time, or this might all become part of adult time. But even that, the chores, the taking care of your body and your food and your drink and your cleaning and all of that kind of stuff, then that also needs to stop. And there's time for adult time. And this is particularly important if you've got kids, you'll know what I mean by adult time. I'm not talking about some kinky, sexy thing. I'm just talking about 
time to be an adult. Um, so at doing here at this point in time, at least two things that you love. I have my favorite place on the sofa. I have my favorite green tea. I sit there with my dog. I don't do much in that time. We watch, um, we talk about programs we're going to watch together, watch them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but there's adult time reading books that you love. Um, if you now this is an interesting one is is your amazon shopping a chore or a delight it's up to you to decide i often um allow myself this is the time i look forward to looking for perhaps items of clothing that i might get um rather than a sort of duty but but watch out for that watch out that duties don't sneak into your adult time this is still curating ready for sleep this is still your wind down time ready for sleep remembering that you've got to get off that blue screen at some point two hours before whatever your planned bedtime is then you're going into your quiet, cool room. Now, relaxation meditations. Um, I will record and give for you a special relaxation meditation that will be linked um, in the show notes to this podcast. And you can use it as download it and use it as many times as you like. Um, the idea is that you relax and sink to sleep. Now, if you're exhausted and you just fall into bed and go to sleep, brilliant. Um, this particularly is for you if you have trouble falling asleep. You may have anticipatory anxiety about going to bed. I know I've definitely experienced that. You begin to get antsy because you know that that dreaded, quiet place awaits you. So this, again, it could be due to those many reasons that um, we talked about at the beginning, the stress, the old trauma response, the whatever, blue screens, not quiet enough, things not done, noise in your mind. It doesn't really matter, but just notice if that's happening. If you, if you feeling a slight dread about going to bed, um, then, then get on top of it. Get your notebook, get yourself sorted out, get your mind cleaned down, do those things that help you feel ready to enter that quiet place. Okay. Going off to sleep, um, then is a sinking. Imagine a sinking, you're sinking to sleep. Um, if you struggle with this, um, there are other tips and techniques. Um, I suggest you message, get in touch with me because there's, um, that would be more curated as to what's going on with you, sort of rather than generic advice, but sinking off to sleep and allowing the time for you to do this. Some people take longer. But over, if you're consistent in your preparation for bedtime, what you should be able to notice is that the length of time it takes you to drop off should be something between 20 and 40 minutes. Um, the other thing to bear in mind, interesting fact about sleep, and I'll put the book um, that I got a lot of this from into the show notes, um, that, that you um, need to um, spend some time preparing for sleep, that you that that is part of it. But actually, once you're sinking into sleep, that's also part of it as well. So your mind is beginning to unhook and go off to sleep. I've discovered, and I used like Apple Watch and various other things um, to, to help me discover this, is that I was asleep much longer, like before I thought I was, because I entered into a very vivid dreaming state, which does really feel like I'm awake. Now, part of that was a stress uh, response um, due to past trauma, where I was literally still tracking my mind is still tracking through the things that were happening and should be happening and whatever and I still have a part of me that will wake me up most nights um, with a sudden jolt um, a few minutes after I've gone to sleep and it is its purpose it's told me the purpose of this part of me is to um, make sure that I haven't forgotten to give someone any medication it's been years now since we've had to have medication that's that's basically a trauma response that stays with me and I've made my peace with it I presume at one point it'll it'll move on and leave me in peace literally um so you what the point about sharing this with you is that you are more asleep than you think. So 
chill about it and go off to sleep okay again message me if you've consistent problems in this area because i can i tend to put together a more um tailored plan for people okay um nighttime waking um this is a real interesting one and it's a really common problem you have uh sleep cycles of around um 90 minutes so that breaks it all is um i'm not good at math so it's either 45 minutes or 90 minutes or three hours <laughs> So um, if you work from that, you can quickly see that um, an eight hours that you would read about in the Daily Mail or whatever is total nonsense that doesn't fit into that sleep cycle. So you can plan the amount of sleep by when you're going to wake up after a 45 minute or a 90 minute. 45 minute, you tend to come to uh, sort of near the surface and then go over to sleep. Um, and then your 90 minute is a, is a more of a sort of more bigger break in between sleep cycles. Um, if you wake up um, in the night um, and start to notice, the first thing is start to notice your pattern. Was it after 45 minutes, after 90 minutes? Um, how many of those cycles have you had before you wake? What is it that wakes you? Um, pain, anxiety, thoughts, um, needing the toilet, all of those things, learn your own pattern. Um, and if, so if it's thoughts, um, and generally could have anticipating that the next day in some way, or dealing with the day that you just had in some way, or some issue that you're dealing with, um, properly wake up. Now, I know this goes against what you might feel you're trying to do, which is to convince yourself to go back to sleep. But really, what you need to do is Put the light on and yeah if you sleep with a partner in the bed um then you know manage that go into a different room whatever but you're going to properly wake up write down what's in your head and move on um you need to write that down again it's like you're repeating the going to bed process from the night before clean down your mind get those things written down or what captured in whatever way and then here's a cool visualization you visualize a sign saying quiet zone or sleep zone and you visualize a time that you will then become alert again so I use the time whatever time I've set my alarm to and you literally have a word with your brain have a word with yourself and say that's enough now we're going to sleep until this time I'll be available after this time whatever the time it is on that alarm now this is active you do need to work at this you may need to tell yourself a number of times before your brain will listen particularly if you're in a habit a bad habit of waking up and generally your brain is casting around looking for problems so i highly recommend that you just build in consistency you need to do this night after night for several nights until it becomes sort of just something you do without thinking um the, the it's like a sleep training that's what we're building in here we're building in pre-sleep training same as you do with the little kid and you're building going back to sleep training which actually if you had children like mine you had to also do that as well it's like what goes on in the nighttime in the dark time it's just that this this is slightly different so with a with a baby would have kept the lights off handled whatever it was that needed to be done and so that they begin to learn no this is a night time we, we don't all get up and watch telly right now um however for adults I really find that you you probably need to wake up and deal with some of that shit that's in your head um so that you can then shut down properly okay into the early morning and this is waking early this is another one for my stressy people um if you're waking early is it to do again check what is it that woke you pain hungry, thirsty, need a wee, all of those things. Um, because there's also stuff that you can then build in during the daytime and your next day to guard off against that. I'm not teaching you to suck eggs, but you're, as I'm saying it over and over again, you need to 
work hard through each daytime so that the night works out and then each daytime again and you keep tweaking and adjusting how late did you have your coffee how late did you eat how what blah 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 all that stuff okay um if you're waking up early in the morning do not grab your phone this is like your child waking up and you immediately put the telly on for them. I'm not talking about if you've put the telly on after a while. I'm talking about if you just immediately flick the telly on. Nobody in their right mind would do that. Of course, the baby's going to be awake then. It's going to be watching telly. And your mind is the same with a blue screen. We get addicted, literally addicted because it's so easy. It's like chewing gum for your eyes. So don't put your blue screen on. If you are reading um, or carrying out some calm activity, that's good. And you can absolutely still be resting your body and nurturing and refilling your tank without um, adding any stress. Um, but just keep it off the blue screens. Um, and what I beg of you is do not use, the, don't waste this time. This time, um, you're coming up out of sleep, your brain is in a meditative state. It's in the type of meditative state that you can only achieve after about 20 to 30 minutes of deep meditation. That's how easy it is for you to do your meditation and mindfulness activities as soon as you wake up. So all you early riser people, you could turn that into some kind of meditation activity or mindfulness activity. It's also a brilliant time of day to do activities like walking and running if you're able to do those kind of things or your sport or exercise in the home. Also brilliant. You can journal your day ahead and plan out your day. So the reverse of when you clean down your mind the night before, you pick up those pieces of paper and you start to prepare your activities. It's just that, again, if you're using a screen for that, just watch out that you don't then get sucked into, oh, there's 85 WhatsApp messages and something happened, blah, 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 here, there and everywhere. Okay. I, I have a personal, don't I don't watch the news at any point and don't read the news. And I would not be uh, recommending, I don't recommend to people that you you tap into the like the worldwide consciousness, if you like, of the news, um, either last thing before bed or first thing in the morning. It's it's just it's not wise. It's your brain. It's it's exhausting to be tapped into so much else. You need to carefully curate that time and space for refilling your tank. OK, so in summary, preparing for sleep, it's a 24 seven activity. What you do through the daytime affects what is going to happen in the nighttime. And you need to be consistent. You need to probably put these new things in place, testing and adjusting, getting to know yourself for at least 20 days um, before you could decide whether it works or doesn't work. For bespoke issues, that, like stuff that I, you know, because like, this is kind of generic stuff that I've said. If there's bespoke things that you're looking for help with, please get in touch. I will be able to do either. I, I work one to one anyway, as you know. Um, so I'll be able to do one to one session or you can book a block with me or anything like that. Um, but also just ask me a question. Kate, you raised this on the podcast. I'm curious to know more. So um, I really want to open up that channel with you so that you can get in touch. Thank you for listening and good luck with the sleep. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond Trauma. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kate Brassington, and Twitter, Kate Brassington 3 And you'll find links and references to what we've covered in the show notes. <laughs>